Welcome back to Mortgage Genomics Canada. I'm your host, Marco Gello. I'm a duly licensed mortgage broker in Alberta and BC. If you are from either of these provinces and require any mortgage-related services, please do not hesitate to contact me. Call or text me right now at 604-800-9593, 604-800-9593. This podcast is based on a weekly newsletter that I send out to mainly real estate professionals, accountants, lawyers, and other centers of influence. The newsletter is called The Mortgage Broker Playbook for Real Estate Pros. And if you want in on the newsletter, and why wouldn't you want in on the newsletter? It features valuable insider tips on mortgage qualification and, of course, insider interest rate promotions of the day. We talk about things you didn't even know that you didn't know. Simply text or email me right now and I will get you on the list. 604-800-9593 or gello.m at mortgagecenter with an re.com. Let's begin and discuss this week's newsletter, how to qualify with a $100,000 income even though you only declare it $65,000. When I first became a mortgage broker back in 2004, the hardest thing for me to understand at the time was how business owners uh, you know, got away with or ended up qualifying for hefty mortgages with such low declared incomes. Like how, how does a contracted engineer who declared $65,000 on their T1 general end up qualifying for a $650,000 mortgage, which requires an annual qualifying income of $100,000. And I did quite a few deals that year, and many of them in Calgary's oil and gas sector, which consisted of many self-employed applicants. And it wasn't until about my third year that I started to comprehend how someone who earned $65,000 could use $100,000 as qualifying income especially considering the 65,000 at $65,000 you you know by the book you essentially qualify for a mortgage of about 310 $320,000 but you know the, this this applicant was able to qualify for $650,000 with a qualifying income nowhere near the declared income of $65,000 so over time i was repeatedly asking the lenders to re-explain how they determined that bump up in income um, spent a lot of time with underwriters and, and just uh, learning how they came up with that that stated income and the reasoning and rationale behind it. So uh, it, it was quite the learning curve, and it, at first it was kind of a it was a paradigm shift in my in my thinking. Um, it just didn't make sense. But when you read between the lines, um, and, and this is precisely what the underwriters did, uh, and they continue to do so. It, it ends up making sense. So this type of scenario is prevalent with self-employed applicants because their declared income could often be conceivably lower than what it really is, you know, than how it's currently declared. This is uh, mainly the result of the various expenses that business owners claim to reduce their taxes payable, their, in, in effect, their um, declared income. Other factors as well come into play here, such as uh, personal income tax reduction strategies and the accumulated business retained earnings. So these two as well um, can, you know, at times significantly sway a lender to allow for a uh, substantial bump in your qualifying income. The amount of the income bump varies with the particular lender and their program policy. Here are the main income-boosting qualification policies for self-employed applicants in abbreviated and general terms. So number one, the gross-up guideline. 
this allows you to gross up your two-year average declared income. So this is line 150 of your notice of assessment. Uh, gross up your two-year average of your line 150 income by as much as 25%. So for example, $73,000 income declared in 2018, the year 2018, plus let's say $75,000 income declared income for 2019, uh, line 150. Okay, so you average those two years, 73000 and 75000 and you gross it up by 25%. That would equate to a qualifying income of $92,500, the gross-up guideline. Income boosting qualification policy number two for self-employed applicants. Uh, this is the stated income guideline. So uh, like the example in my introduction here, uh, $65,000 declared income, line 150 of, of an applicant's uh, notice of assessment, but the lender goes on to accept a $100,000 uh, qualifying income. And this is after review of um, the T1 general. Uh, if you're self-employed or declare any type of self-employed income, you will see that broken down in your T1 general uh, and furthermore, there'll be a schedule or a part within your T1 general called the Statement of Business Activities. And that's where the lenders and the guidelines will, will zone in and look for those expenses and see if they can add some of it back to your income and, and really come down to a reasonable amount that they can state for your income. And uh, of course, if you have business financials, if you're an incorporated company, they would review that uh, as well and, and perhaps find even better evidence and uh, more more content for their argument to um, to boost that income even higher. And lastly, the third income boosting qualification policy for self-employed applicants. Uh, this is known as the three-month annualized bank statement guideline. And um, as the, the name implies here, it's uh, you annualize a three-month run of consistent bank deposits in your business to determine a projected annualized income. So for example, let's say your business has received monthly deposits of $15,000 for at least three months. Uh, in this case, you would then be eligible to use a qualifying income of $150,000. All of the above uh, policies are subject to one or a combination of the following eligibility criteria. Uh, the first one being minimum down payment ranges from 5% to 20%. Eligibility criteria number two, you must have been self-employed for a minimum of two years, but in some instances, only three months of self-employed uh, tenure is required. And the final eligibility criteria is um, you must have at least 25% ownership interest in your business. So if you're a sole proprietor, obviously you're the, the, the sole business owner, but in partnerships and corporations, uh, you can absolutely have partners and, and different shareholders in your business, but you must have at least 25% ownership to be uh, eligible for these types of strategies. Okay, so uh, that's all I got for today. Call or text me anytime if you have any mortgage questions at all, especially if you are in Alberta or British Columbia, as I am a licensed mortgage broker to service these specific provinces. And especially if you are from Calgary, Edmonton, or Vancouver, as I'm very familiar with these markets. Call or text me right now at 604-800-9593, or you can visit my website at homefinancingsolutions.ca. Thank you again for tuning into Mortgageonomics Canada, everyone. Stay well. Talk again soon.